Is it better to be feared or respected? And I say, is it too much to ask for both? Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple. And I'm your host, Darnley G, CEO of Darn IT Group. Welcome all to episode 23 of the Ultrasonic Browser Privacy Nightmare. I have quite the doozy for you today. And privacy and nightmare kind of stuck together really scares the heebie-jeebies out of everybody, especially people in my field uh, and people who deal in cybersecurity. It's just when you put privacy and nightmare together, and it's just like our lives every day that we run uh, dealing with this fun stuff. Not so fun stuff for most of you, but fun stuff for us because... People in our field really like to make these nightmares go away for everybody. And I can respect that and take my head off to that. Now, getting into this podcast, understanding that privacy is everything for us. Privacy is the fundamental right that we have in this digital era. Understand that Privacy is becoming more and more top of mind for all of us because a lot of us are now becoming more enlightened to the fact that our data, our information, our movements, our whereabouts is being tracked somewhere in the digital landscape. And this gives us all nightmares. Just imagine that Uh, For example, a conglomerate like Facebook knows what time you go to bed, knows what you do first thing in the morning, knows your favorite music, knows your favorite favorite lunch destination, uh, knows everything about you. This is the type of information that we must keep to ourselves. And unfortunately, with the evolution of the internet, the evolution of broadband internet, the the um, increased amount of data that's out there, given the fact that most technology has decreased significantly over the last decade, that privacy has become very paramount to all of us, and respectfully so. Because we must ascertain between what kind of information is right to be dispensed versus the information that needs to be kept within or inside. And we all know that cyber criminals can get a lot of money from that information just because of all the extra avenues. So if you ever seen a 80s or 90s uh, tech sort of uh, movie or TV and shows these hackers kind of getting into everything, like we we are now in the middle of that. Like we have devices everywhere. Think about your computers, your mobile devices, your IoT devices, your TVs, cars, everything is so interconnected that this is a cyber criminal's wet dream. 
And this is something that we all must be cognizant about. Now, in specifics about the privacy nightmare, um, there was something that I really wanted to kind of get out there because um, we all understand about sound. You know, as humans, we can hear quite a, a wide range of sound. But the web privacy, we have not been able to decide if sound beyond human hearing poses enough privacy risks to be restricted because we all understand that we hear what we hear, but there's a lot going on beyond the ranges of human capabilities that we really cannot hear. So what we see or hear, you know, we don't know, you, you know, so, so for example, um, humans can hear a frequency from 20 Hertz all the way up to 20,000 Hertz. Um, above and below that are uh, uh, infrasound and ultrasound, respectfully. So I understand that we can all hear, generally speaking, in that 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz range. But beyond that, it's impossible for us to hear, more or less. Uh, now, I wanted to hit on the fact that a few years ago, uh, a digital ad, ad company began using ultrasonic signals to track people's interests across devices. Now, a few years ago, you know, this may sound like a story from today, but I'll, I'll get into the reason why we're doing this podcast specifically. But uh, this digital ad company was, was uh, using an ultrasonic signal in TV advertisements. It basically emits a sneaky, inaudible signal, uh, which essentially can be detected by a nearby smartphone or IoT, Internet of Things, speakers. And it could pick up that signal and pass it to an app. Now, it basically updates the owner's ad targeting profile with details of what they were watching and when. So, for example... Um, if you love cooking shows, uh, basically they would insert this uh, inaudible signal to tell your smart device that um, you like watching cookie sh cooking shows at a specific time. Or if you are a news junkie, if you like to listen to a lot of news, uh, or if you're a conspiracy theorist. So, and the list goes on and on. So the, the company was able to collect information about the the viewers watching habits and it would update onto the nearest smartphone now uh, companies for example the biggest one uh, was called silver push um, the FTC actually identified 234 Android apps and basically discouraged the use of of the inaudible listening at that time, but it ha has not since been regulated. There's nothing um, that's been uh, encouraged or developed to completely discourage the use of this. This can still go on today. Um, but keep in mind that even though these inaudible signals may be for nefarious reasons or to breach your privacy, but understand, uh, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but um, the Google Cast app, uses an ultrasonic token when pairing to a nearby Chromecast. So if you're near a Chromecast, the Google Cast app will send an ultrasonic um, token 
to the nearby Chromecast. So there are benefits to to this technology. But again, like I said earlier, there is nothing that regulates this. So this can be used for nefarious uh, methods as well as useful methods. Um, the Web Audio API uh, is currently being used today, but the debate is, and it continues, if users should be prompted to enable to avoid the undetectable audio sounds that can be used to track a user. So that basically means um, there could be a potential prompt uh, like on your phone that says, can this app use your your microphone or your camera? The very same should be is if a TV advert gets displayed, your phone will ping and say, uh, would you want to be tracked by this ad or maybe perhaps give more information? So it is still being used today. The web audio API is still being used today. But um, there is still some regulation needed to sort of ascertain how it should come about to notify the user and prompts would be one of them. So what's the point of all this? You know, who cares? Doesn't seem like a big deal. I'm sure some of you are thinking this, but just I want you to imagine for a second um, an app, your smart speaker, your TV, smart TV, whatever, that is listening to that spectrum that could be used um, for privacy harming purposes. So think about if your home or your place of business has become breached. Just think about the ramifications this will cause if this actual detection method can be used. Um, websites can transmit sounds to other web pages listened for. So you may be on a few websites and one website may be transmitting a specific ultrasound and another one could be listening for those ultrasounds. So they may communicate in terms of where you are, uh, what websites you're visiting. So the rabbit hole can get pretty deep here. Um, another attack that I'm saying as well, um, that this these attacks could be specifically used for, and I'm not sure if these verticals actually have, have thought of this, um, but there's there's also in another attack going on as well um it's been going on for many years too where cyber criminals can use the sound of your your computer fan to steal your data so essentially the the fan will run at certain frequencies that would be able to get picked up with an appropriate microphone to understand what data is being transmitted in that particular computer um this is an especially concerning for sort of air-gapped systems. Now, what the heck's air-gapped? Well, air-gapped just basically means uh, a computer system or network that's not connected to the internet. So there's really nothing that can happen from the internet's perspective to get onto the internal infrastructure. And some verticals use this, um, for example, the military, um, financial verticals, as well as critical infrastructure. So power plants for example so this is something that uh, needs to be addressed sooner rather than later because even these air gap systems even though security personnel may think for a second that um, these air gap systems are safe um, just because you're not connected to the internet or the external domain it doesn't necessarily mean that a hacker can place a microphone nearby 
not necessarily use a USB key or whatever, but having a, a specific microphone in place where it can steal that information. So military establishments, um, financial um, establishments, as well as critical infrastructure uh, may be targets for these attacks just because generally they do have some air gap systems to protect them. But cyber criminals are finding more methods and opportunities to use these sort of inaudible attacks to obtain that information, even though those computers may not be connected to the internet at all. So unfortunately, this is kind of where we're going. And you're going to see a lot more of these attacks sort of evolve because their criminals are looking at ways to get around sort of these air gap systems or circumventions is by using these inaudible sounds to obtain your information. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Darn IT Podcast with Darnie G. If you like our show and want to know some more, please like or subscribe or leave a review. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everybody. Bye.